Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast and thank you for joining us for another episode. We hope you enjoy it and that you learn something of value that can be taken into your everyday life. Please give us a five-star review and any feedback send to ya at championschurch.org.uk. Welcome to another episode of the Young Adult Podcast. Today I'm with a very good good friend of mine, Mr. Lee Morgan. Lee, how are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. Thank you for having me. Mate, it's going to be a pleasure. This podcast, you know, we've gone backwards and forwards, we've tried to find a date, we're here now, we've got the content locked and loaded, tune in, buckle in, here Come we on, go. let's go. Love Before that. we start, oh, he's, he's been talking about wanting to get the love that in. Love that. At least he's been listening, you know, I'll give him that. So, Lee Morgan, for the people that don't know you, for the masses, as we go international on this podcast you know we've got a listener in belgium now i don't know wow. who they are wow but i'll take it we'll fly out there all expenses paid come on thanks um so lee morgan tell me a little bit about yourself don't want to know too much because i'll just you know fall asleep but tell me a little bit about yourself well i'm 38 i live at home with my dog marley go on marley so it's marley and me um <laughs> Yeah, I've been um, at Champions Church since 2014, so serve on a couple of teams there, welcome team and coffee shop team. Um, Hobbies-wise, um, go to the gym, I take my understudy, yourself, with me. <laughs> and um, Stop the podcast. <laughs> um, football, really into my football and the Mighty Villa. Oh no. Yeah, so... Uh, if there's any references to 1982, we, we all have to Google why. Well, I was born in 1982, so it was a very special oh. year. <laughs> <laughs> the synergies and the European Cup and uh, the birth of Lee Morgan. Oh. Yeah, and um, work-wise, uh, branch director for a company called Galaxy Insulation. So, yeah, that's going well. That's new to me. So, start that um, beginning of last year. Good man. And how's it going? Yeah, fantastic. I mean, if somebody said to me, set up a new branch um, right during a pandemic, I'd have probably had second thoughts, but we did it and we, <laughs> we tried it anyway and it's going well. Did it in some tough times as well, you know, COVID, mm. a lot of challenges? Yeah, because I joined Galaxy um, in January. I was under covenants from my previous employee, so I couldn't really do anything for three months. Um, and literally as my uh, covenants ended, uh, lockdown started. So oh it was straight into... Uh, yeah, furloughing staff and trying to contact customers that weren't there. Welcome to your new role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please let's, run with it. Let's get straight in there. <laughs> cool. So the subject of uh, today's podcast, um, we're going to be talking around self-reflection. Hmm. Uh, and this might touch on different um, points as we go through the content. But essentially, um, Lee's been on a journey. You know, he's had time and he's had space to self-reflect. And I really want to draw on that today, um, on this episode. So if we talk about work, because mm. that's the journey that we're going to focus on, obviously there's uh, going to be um, inputs from different factors of your life. Yep. Um, but if we start at work, so, you know, you've only just started at Galaxy. So where were you in the early days when, you know, you probably had some hair? Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. Love it. <laughs> Love that. So... Um, yeah, I think my, my journey started with the construction industry, which I'm in. So I um, have been part of an insulation distribution company, um, well, business since I've been 18 years old. So I started with a national PLC Okay. Uh, back in 2001. So as of this Friday, I've spent 20 years selling pipe insulation, which <laughs> <laughs> if somebody would have told me that when I was at school, I would have laughed at them. I was going to say, was this the dream? 
the dream to sell some <laughs> silverback pipe legging go on was always the dream <laughs> but i think as an 18 year old lad you know the first thing that stuck out to me was the salary okay you know i was living at home and i saw this this salary bracket thinking hang on i'll have me some of this you know started already doing the sums in my head of what does that mean <laughs> i give my mom x amount of money and this is how much money i have to play with yes um come on so I applied for that um yeah so it was a incredible really 18 and a half year journey with that company i mean this company were the largest in the field of what we do okay at that point you know well at their largest they were two and a half billion pound company ten thousand employees you know it was part of something really big so are they number one they're number one yeah Yeah. okay so largest and number one in their field yeah so what was your first role are you in my first role was a sales executive. Okay. I'd actually gone to, I'd applied for a trade counter assistant. So I saw it in the job center. Yeah. Um, the closing day was that day. So I literally wrote, went home, wrote a letter and went to the um, to the depot and posted it in the door because I'd missed the, um, the working hours. Ooh. So when they got there, that my letter was on the doorstep ready for them. I like that. Um, but somebody had already got the job. Oh, okay. But at the time, then somebody else left. Oh, so okay. I got another job, um, yeah, on the sales desk, which was uh, different. But I thought, well, you know, I'll have a go at that. You'll take it. Yeah. Still money in the bank. Still money. Still same kind of money for me. And you know, it was a, it was a good experience. So it was on the phones. It wasn't face to face. So something I hadn't really done because I'd, I'd done trade counter before that for yeah. for like six six to eight months. Um, so it was like the start of something new. It was great. You know, I could just hear the buzz around the office, people trading and, you know, winning orders. And I'm like this young 18 year old whippersnapper <laughs> that was like picking the phone up, still answering the phone as my previous company. <laughs> so, you know, and then everybody like starts with the banter. So yeah, it was a, it was a, a great start to a career, great foundations for me and with a lot of prospects, which excited me. That's good. That's good that you had mm. prospects. Do you feel like um, you were very quickly to kind of settle in that environment and be, I suppose, I don't want to say like comfortable with who you was because you're still a very young age when you started mm. there, but kind of like just comfortable being in that environment. Obviously, there's banter flying around and mm-hmm. there's, there's different um, conversations that happen in various businesses across across the, the UK and, and the world, essentially. But were you okay to jump straight into that? Were you pretty confident? Yeah, I think, you know, my previous, I'd done a couple of part-time jobs before that. I've, I've worked since I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. You know, after school, paper jobs. You know, say, just kind paper of round, paper round, stacking shelves when I was 11 at the local shop for a pound an hour, just things like that. So I think any challenge kind of in front of me work-wise is something I've always grasped. Okay. I, got, I went into that environment as an 18-year-old lad, looked around, saw where people were progressing, yep. you know, the cars they were driving, oh, okay. the, the, you know, things like that where you kind of go, okay. So then I start to ask questions of like, what do you do? You know, how long have you been doing it? And kind of target those jobs. Okay. So straight away, I was kind of thinking to myself, actually, if I can be determined here, I can have a great career and, you know, earn lots of money. Because that's pretty much as an 18-year-old lad, everything that I just wanted to do. Pays for your weekend. And that's what it was. It was living for the weekend. And if you could get a nice car out of it as well, bonus. bonus. There you go. Yeah. Come on. So um, as you've kind of got more confident, you spent some time there, you've settled in, you know, you've got to a point of knowing your strengths, your weaknesses, where your prospects lie within the business. What were your next couple of steps within that within that organisation? Yeah, so I quickly saw where the opportunities were, where I needed to go. So 
in that office space was like five different kind of sectors to the business. Okay. So we'd have like a, a dry lining department selling plasterboard materials, the pipe, the pipe lagging, which was while I was on. So I had to kind of look at where the business, where is the quickest opportunity for me to progress. Okay. So where I was sitting and it was only a desk, I was looking over at another desk and I could see it was like a hive of activity. And I was like, right, I need to get onto that sales desk. Yeah, okay. Because then I need to go and be a sales rep. Yeah. And then I need to do my time as a sales rep. Then I need to come back in and manage these people. And then I need to manage the branch. Wow. So in my head, I quickly mapped out, like, right, that's what it is. And the, the pinnacle at this point was to be, like, running the branch. Okay. Before the company got really big. It was like you were kind of like, there was depots within this distribution company. Okay. So, you know, I used to see the photos of all these branch managers, branch directors going you know, off on a fancy weekend and they're all in the tuxedos and their the dicky bows. And I was cool like, mind. I want to be on that photograph with all these older people because I want to do this by the time I'm like 30. You know, oh, everything nice. in my in my head, I was like, I want to do this quick. Yeah. I want this quick and I want it now. That's that's interesting because I, I, I don't know like every single bit about your journey and stuff, but I'm supposed to be at that age with such a way of looking at things to go, I want to get there and this is how I'm going to get there. I think that demonstrates quite a lot about you and obviously a lot of that has followed into your life now to where you are now but mm. i suppose at that age still like you know living for the weekend yeah but having that view of this is where i want to get to mm-hmm. this is how i'm going to get there and i want to do it by a certain time did you have like a mentor or did you have like a good support network within that business or was it all self-driven um i think it was self-driven at the time because when i started that company um, I'd left home, so I'd moved in with a friend. So I'm now 18 years old with bills to pay. So a bit more responsible. A bit more responsible, but still needing my weekend fix. So it's kind <laughs> of like now you've gone, you've gone from paying board to paying bills, mm-hmm. and I think a determination of I don't want to go back. You know, to a place of where I was with my family at a younger age of, I wouldn't say poverty, but it wasn't like. It wasn't great. Okay. So I think the biggest driver for me was seeing where I'd been. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to go back there. Okay. So it was it was definitely that was motivation. Mm-hmm. Quickly within the business, then um, my direct line manager and his wife, who was also another manager, they kind of took me under their wing. That's nice. Good guidance. You know, I could always go and talk to them, mm-hmm. ask them questions about the business. I was always asking, you know, show me the accounts, show me the business accounts, I want to know what we're making. Just just to kind of get ahead of the next person, because I'm thinking to myself, if I'm going up against an interview with somebody, yes, come on. I want to know more than they know. Mm-hmm. So that means I need to do my kind of research now mm-hmm. for what I'm aiming for in the future. Because if that, oppos- if that opportunity comes now, I want to be prepared. We're not I even on go. the main subject yet, and we're talking about like you at a young age, looking at where you want to get to yeah that's all. sorry yeah. no 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 yeah and we're already tapping into the self-reflection bit where you're going okay this is where i want to get to like this is where i've been mm-hmm. you know difficult and i'm going to say different times to yeah. probably many others mm-hmm. and you just said to yourself oh, i don't want that yeah and then that becomes the fuel in you but you know from looking at yourself what you need to get whether it be like insight or information or you know the skills yeah to get to the next level and then also look past that mm-hmm. and not just at the next step i'm sure like you've alluded to before you're always kind of two or three steps ahead 
of where you currently were mm-hmm. and you were mapping that in your mind? Yeah, I think, you know, throughout my life has been kind of a lot of self-reflection. So I think everything I go into, everything I do, there will always be that element. Okay. Sometimes you lose track of that mm-hmm. and you need to kind of refocus. But I think at a younger age, it was what was motivating me was a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was looking at those next steps as not like I want to be a kind of a manager. I was looking at the next step of thinking, well, that's this bracket of salary. Yeah. And it brings this amount of percentage bonus and it yeah. brings this next grade of car. These perks that come with it. Yeah. So it was kind of, I was looking at that and then thinking to myself, then I can go on this holiday, then I can buy this house. Yeah, so you made it quite tangible to yourself as well. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like so, that. you know, that's what you like, aren't you? When you're younger, you kind of look at things and go, wow, look at those shiny, <laughs> look at those shiny cars. <laughs> and if one of our friends saw a shiny car, you want to bite? <laughs> absolutely. And if it just meant a 1.4 engine and not having a 1.2, you're absolutely buzzing. <laughs> Let's make it real. Cool. Okay. So then as you've progressed, like, you know, you're hitting these decent salary points, you're unlocking decent perks, a nice car, you're feeling like the absolute boss man. You're flying high. Through that journey, was there any kind of big challenges that you would pick out through that kind of progression journey? Yeah, I think, you know, as you start to take on responsibility, you start to take, you know, you start to take more things on, you start to take bigger targets on, you start to take staff yeah, big one. As you you know, as you start to progress, you're mm-hmm. not just looking after yourself now. So your decisions you're making is not just impacting you, it's impacting the team. That's good. Um, and I think that transition first of being an external salesperson, where it's cutthroat, you're out there, you need sales, go go go. Yeah. And next minute you got to kind of manage a group of these salespeople <laughs> who are hungry for it. <laughs> of these younger Lee Morgans. Yeah, you've kind of got to go. You've got to you've got to lean on what you've learned very quickly. Okay. Yeah. To get it so. I think I'd gone from, you know, the branch itself was about a £10 million branch when I first joined. You go into the road, it was like £3 million budget that you're trying to do, £3 million target. Big. And then it got to a point where just before I left that company, it was £100 million that you were responsible for, which is bigger than the company that I'm at now. Is that any reflection on your salary? No. No, okay. What that came with? It's a reflection on my hairline. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I thought we were going to get the figure then, people. (laughs) So, you know, you're at this point then, you know, just before you make that transition of of leaving and we we step a bit into Mm -hmm. that kind of thought process and journey a bit deeper, where were you at in terms of what role, what number of people? So you said about like the the budget. Mm -hmm. You know, how did... Was this a position that you looked at and you're like, I want to get there? And then you got there and you're like, maybe this isn't what it's all cracked up to be? Yeah, I think it was. It, it moved very quickly. And I'll, the reason why. So I got to a point of regional sales director, which, you know, I was absolutely made up with. Yeah. At this point in my career, I was like, this is the pinnacle of it now. Okay. You know, next step for me is, you know, sales director. And yeah. then we're getting towards like big, you know, a, a big kind of title big responsibility you're going into director level you're going to board level why so you kind of go and i mean but i'm enjoying it okay you know i'm in this company now i'm a regional sales director it was a budget of 35 million i had 10 staff reporting into me good team great team that's good yeah a really good team of people we were you know we were coming up with ideas these guys were just they were on it and it was like wow this is fantastic but the bigger company wasn't achieving the bigger company was backsliding and okay. making a loss. Yeah. 
So one day I took a phone call from my line manager and she was like, look, just to give you the heads up, change is coming. Okay. Did you have a good relationship with your line manager? Yeah, yeah. really, really good relationship. Trustworthy. You know, trust, yeah, she trusted me, I trusted her. Good. Um, and for, to even give me the heads up that this was happening, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, but also give me the heads up that, I can say this on here, but that I was going to be safe okay. because redundancies were coming. Yeah, okay. So it was like, look, you know, things are going to change. And I think that at that point then, mm -hmm. that's when, you know, for me, my kind of career hit a bit of a standstill. Okay. Because it was it was a, a role that was offered to me that then um, went across all the sectors of the business, which I didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. um, it was a role that I didn't really want to take. I was like regional sales director for the South, so... It was a decent sized area from Birmingham down. Okay. This was just for the Midlands. So on the scheme of things, it was great because I wouldn't be traveling as much. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but the number went up. As in the deliverable as number? In, the yeah, budget. the budget went up. Okay. Um, number of staff was around about seven, so okay. lost a couple. Um, but the whole process was not nice. You know, to go on the calls, to hear that your, your, your team members have now lost their job. Yeah. You know, I got somebody in. Three months later, he's been made redundant, and you wow. take, you know, you you do take a little bit of, um, I'd say, upset on that. Yeah, um, a little bit of emotion with it because you've just promised this guy a great career, mm -hmm. and within three months, he's got to go back and tell his family that he's not now uh, got no. a job and he's mm -hmm. not got any notice period on that. Mm -hmm. So there was some hard times where you you look at it and go, "Wow, I'm working for a PLC now." Yeah, it. it I suppose it, the. The environment which you had created <clears throat> with your team, with your colleagues, and like with your line manager as well, was very healthy. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like that was like let him, him right when I say like a sub business within the greater organisation. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, you're all paid from this greater organisation. You're part of it. You're a um, cog within the, the the bigger machine. Yeah. So when that starts to go backwards then the environment, which was probably so good, so positive, and driving your positive results, mm -hmm. then starts to take a bit of a backseat, and it's a very different place very quickly. Yeah, definitely that. You you realise straight away that, you know, people, it's very cliche that you are just a number. Yeah. And ultimately, if you're in a PLC, you have shareholders that you need to keep happy, mm -hmm. and that will be always be priority number one, because these are the investors. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw that very quickly. What we'd built up with great team, great uh, morals. We worked around a good team ethic. You know, everybody was in it for each other. We, we had fun. You know, there was trust in the team. Big word. Uh, great teamwork amongst each other. You know, there was a, a real core of integrity in that. Um, and I think that when that gets broken by something, yourself, who is leading that team, then can't do a thing about it. Yeah because you're driven then by something else and you're driven by the number. So your strategy comes out. Mm -hmm. This is the strategy that we're going, but by the way, the people don't fit this strategy. And whenever your people don't fit the strategy, you're always going to have problems. Yeah, and you've already got to then face into that with people that you actually enjoy yeah. working with and have a good yeah. personal relationship with. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like you say, you do become a number or you can become a number in a, in a very large organisation. How yeah. many employees were in total? At this company, so there was ten thousand at the, the the largest. Okay, you know so when it was at its biggest. Yeah, so I mean, by the time I'd left, that had reduced by. I reckon there was probably what two thousand. 
across wow. the whole PLC. And the targets had increased in terms of to try. And well, if you imagine you've still yeah recover. you're still trying to get that same number with less people. It's mad, isn't it? Because they like and you know not just your business in particular, but all businesses they use it as a cost saving exercise. Of course. But to, then to actually turn it around and to get to the promised land of that new deliverable budget, you need the people and the manpower together. Yeah. It's a bit like it is a vicious circle, isn't it? It is, yeah. You know, because I'm sure that you know, fast forward. I don't know whether they've done it yet or you know in five years time they'll then go actually light bulb moment we need more people which is what they're doing there oh is it yeah there you go is that why your cv's on the table i'm joking i'm joking wow <laughs> I am i'd joking. like to say for the record <laughs> i have turned that down <laughs> so how long had you been in this business by the time that you know it all started to change so by the time it started to change i'd been there i'd say coming up to 17 years okay so, so a big proportion of your life. A big proportion of my life, you know, and I kind of going, this is, I actually sat down with uh, with my boss and I was like, you know, I can't see myself going anywhere. You know, I can't see myself going to competition if, you know, if there was a conversation had yeah, or anything like that. You know, I'd had a few wobbles along the way with a couple of roles that I'd done within, within the company, but I'd just quickly moved into a different role. Okay, yeah. So I'd taken various roles, but never really set my sight on leaving. Okay. Even when these change happened, I was like, right, do you know what? We can do this. Yeah. We can make this change work. Well, you're invested in this business. Yeah, definitely. And you're, like, you're in two feet, just going, I've been here the the majority, if not, let's just say all of it, because you had a couple of part-time jobs before that. 100%. I'm a competitive person. You yeah. know, we're in the sales industry. It is about getting that target. It is about being number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they set new targets... I sat across my peers, you know, we were all laughing on there and I was deep down thinking, you know, the Midlands is going to be number one. Yeah, yeah. So I was taking that kind of energy and enthusiasm to a new team. Yeah. Really, like, kind of trying to grasp the new strategy. Okay. You know, trying to drive that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Do the thing best by your business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I believe it fully? No. Okay. But there's a part of you that has to honour. Yeah. It's not down to me to create that. You know, as we always say, with any kind of vision, I don't create the vision, I'll carry the vision. Okay, yeah. For as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And I think it got to a point then where decisions were being made, people were being affected, and then you kind of shift from what is good business-wise and what's good moral-wise. Okay, and what's Be- good for Lee Morgan. Yeah. So then you have your own personal beliefs, and when that line is crossed, it's then where do you go? Okay. And I suppose as you're going through this and it's becoming a bit more, you know, it's not the place that it, it used to be. You don't have the same feeling towards it, you know, because like I say, you are invested at that point after mm-hmm. being in any business or organisation for that long. But then you get to a point of going, maybe there is a world outside this company yeah. and you'd never really thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like you've thought about it but gone, yeah, but that's fine because I, I, I can... You know, I can get a move internally, which will get me out of this headspace and out of yep. this small environment into a, a better place, but still within the, the bigger PLC. So, obviously, you would have felt, I suppose, nervous. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about your feelings at that time, because let, let's, let's dissect about Lee Morgan. You mm-hmm. know, understand that you've had to deliver a message to your peers. It's not, you know, a great message. You're still trying to carry, then, the mission and the, the strategy to what's left of your team you're trying to do that honorably but how's lee morgan feeling how is lee morgan self-reflecting 
Yeah, I think it, it, it was that kind of look at myself and, and go, right, you know, during my career, I, you know, started going to church and found Jesus. Okay. Which makes a shift in all your life anyway. Yeah. So all of a sudden. Tell me more. So you kind of like, I, I, and I speak a lot about what I was like before, and it was driven by money, it was driven by success, it was driven by material things. And I think when you have this switch, yeah, you know, all of a sudden it's people. It's making sure that your people around you are enjoying what they're doing, because if they're enjoying what they're doing, you're going to get the most out of them. Amen. It's about growing the people that are in your team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about loving the people that are there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about investing time into them, where they're at, where's their headspace at, how's the family. Yeah, you know, because I'm going to get more out of my people if they're in the correct headspace. If they're, if they've just come off the back of some bad news, why on earth would I be driving them to hit sales numbers when they're not going to do it? But all they're going to do then is just completely hate the job or hate me. One hundred percent. Now I'm not saying I want to be liked, but at the same time, I want to kind of get the job done with the people enjoying it. Hundred percent. And and I think it, it then shifted. There was one decision that was made, and it was the closure of a branch. Okay. Now they. I knew this was coming. Again, I had the heads up that this was coming. So I was like, did I agree with it? Absolutely not. There's people I've known in this business now for coming on 18 years that are about to lose their jobs. Yeah. And um, the board went, there was, I think there was six or seven branch closures that they were doing. So it was the board's job to go there and let them know, read a script to them and kind of say, get everybody gathered around the table, like around the office and say to them, this is the script, you know, I've got to read, you've got to read this script word for word. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I wouldn't would not want to be doing that job. Yeah. And then the next minute I get an email to say, by the way, you're closing this branch. Oh, wow. You've got to meet a member of HR and you've got to go in there. And I'm thinking, well, I've known these people years. Yeah. I'm not on the board. You're a different person to them than yeah. the board are. Yeah, yeah. I'm not on the and I, and I couldn't get my head around why none of my peers was doing this. And I thought to myself, well, they're doing it now because I'm relational with these people, so now they're using kind of strengths that actually, if he goes there, mm-hmm. it won't be that bad. Whereas you you're standing there, and I kind of read this letter to them, and there was a member of HR there, and I remember talking to her afterwards, and I said. I, I didn't like that one bit. Like, yeah. that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not what I'm about. It's not why I'm at this company. Mm-hmm. I get the PLC. I get that if you're going to be in some of them, you're going to have to be, if you want to progress, you're going to have to make some decisions that people aren't going to like. Yeah. But then you have to kind of make a decision personally. Well, do I want to be in this? Yeah, yeah. Do, do I, as Lee Morgan, who is a Christian, who is a lover of Jesus, who is a lover of people, want to go and tell somebody, oh, by the way, you're probably not going to be able to feed your wife and kids this weekend yeah. because you're going to lose your job. Yeah. And that's when I had to kind of go, yeah, this isn't for me now. There comes to a point, you know, where people can say this isn't what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the lower at the lower end, hear me right, you know, for the small little thing, oh, I didn't sign up to do this job, but, you know, I'll do the invoicing for mm-hmm. that week. You yeah. know, that's, that's different because it doesn't hold a lot of weight to it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to then the business that, you know, you've grew up in, you've developed yourself personally and professionally, that then expect and ask that of you and lean on who you are as a person to deliver it because of the relationship that you built, which they haven't spent any time building, mm-hmm. it kind of tells you the shifting mentality of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it, it's, it wasn't a good place to be in. You know, it affected me personally. I think, you know, you... You try and leave your work at the door, mm-hmm. so you go home. But it was kind of like you know, it's constantly there. 
you know, that dread of going to work the next day. Yeah. You know, for the previous year and a half, two years, I remember talking to, to our pastor and I was like, look, you know, I'm not in a great place with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I could just deal with some advice and the advice he gave to me was just be obedient. Okay. You know, if, if you're in that position right there, you can very quickly make a decision to just jump ship into anything. Yeah, you can make that knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like, I don't want to be here, I've got to go. Yeah, gone. But sometimes, you know, our greatest strengths are built in that kind of fire. Yeah. You've got to be in that mix to understand where your strengths are. Yeah. You've got to build your character. You've kind of got to get some thick skin if you mm-hmm. need to get some thick skin. Mm-hmm. But also you've got to just wait it out. Yeah. You know, for me, it was a point, point of prayer. Okay. You know, God, what's the next move? Yeah. It wasn't revealing it. Mm-hmm. So you stay obedient. Okay. Until you get that kind of opportunity, that's when you know. Mm-hmm. A couple came, a couple of conversations, loose conversations, but you know straight away, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah. Regardless of salary, whatever. You know, I was on when I got my new role, mm-hmm. I was telephone interviewing for another role, which was like one and a half times. Why? But you kind of go, that's going into another PLC, going through change. Yeah. I know exactly what I was going to go into. <laughs> no amount of money was going to say to me, yeah, let's go motivate this group of people that aren't motivated. But your, um, what was valuable to you at the very beginning, now when you got to a certain level and you know you can live a pretty comfortable life, yeah. you know, that then it's not important. And, you know, the the multiple of tens of hundreds of thousands even if you know like it can facilitate an absolute fantastic life is it a really good life if actually you're unhappy in your day to day not at all not at all it's it's just it's so minuscule in life because you will always live to your means so no matter what salary you get you'll spend it Mm -hmm. you won't save it you won't all of a sudden have a great fantastic bank account you might just have a better car bigger house but bigger bills yeah yeah so that's good so everything just costs more so you have to put it into kind of context of am i happy where i am right now yes Mm -hmm. Have I got a decent lifestyle? Yes. Can I go and get a new job that's going to make me happy and it's going to make me appreciate what I've got? Yeah. Because I was working like 15 hour days, so I wasn't actually appreciating the brand new house I just bought. Yeah. Because I was going to bed, getting up and going to work. Yeah, yeah. So you you couldn't you couldn't um, enjoy the fruits of your labour? No. And then you couldn't do the things that you enjoyed doing. You know, it affected serving. It affected relationships. Okay. Because you're not in a great headspace. Yeah, and it's it's mad how that all stems from work. And yeah. I, I, I completely get work, because it does, takes up a lot of your time. Yeah. And takes up a lot of energy and a lot of who you are, whether mm-hmm. it's Lee Morgan to opposite me or myself or anyone. But it has a massive effect mm-hmm. on your, well, every other hour that you're not at work. Yeah. You know, if you're unhappy at work, you're going to be unhappy at home. Yeah. If you can't be yourself at work, lover of people, enjoying the relationship building, you know, then you can't switch it on to get to go home and then be that person because you you couldn't do it at work all day because they haven't gave you the opportunity. So I suppose it's it's at, it's at that point that you start to really think, okay, what's important to me? Because now this might be a bit of a, a weird question to ask. <laughs> Here comes the pause. No. So in my mind, I'm thinking you knew what you didn't want, mm. but did you know what you wanted? It's a good question because I think I definitely didn't want to be doing that anymore, as yeah. you said. I think what what I wanted was a list of values okay, rather than a list of things. So I okay. wanted to be somewhere where 
you know, it was a great atmosphere to work in. I wanted to be somewhere where I could make a difference. I wanted to go somewhere where there were values, mm-hmm. some good core values that I understood and could work to. And that I suppose the business stuck to as well. Yeah. Every business can have values. Oh, whether, I want whether, whether they deliver them or stick to them or yep. live by them is a different thing. And you want to see that from MD level down. Yes. You know, I wanted to kind of be part of growth again because, you know, you can see I've been through things. Yes, I might only be 38 years old, but 20 years experience in now you can kind of go, I've seen mistakes, I've made mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You've seen a lot. Yeah, I can now kind of understand what we need to do, how we're going to get this teams you need to build, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I kind of was like, that was what I like. Mm-hmm. Was I proactively looking? No. Okay. I was one day playing golf with some customers and I saw um, an old boss. Okay, wow. And we just had a catch up quick, hello, how you doing? He's like, oh, we've, we've never grabbed that coffee that we said we were going to get. We should do it. So I'm just thinking, yeah, great. You know, let's go grab a coffee just for a catch up. Nothing to lose. You know, I know that he's at another company, our mm-hmm. competition at the time. So I'm just thinking to myself, it's okay. You know, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. sign any anti-competition forms <laughs> just for a quick coffee with an old with an old boss. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, and he went from there, which you know I see that as a kind of god thing that okay. all of a sudden I'm playing golf in a golf club that I would never expect to see somebody and off he strolls onto the terrace and it's like, hey, how are you doing? At the right place at the right time. Right place, right time. I don't know how many times you've actually played golf since we've been really good friends. I think that's probably the last time. We don't need to play golf anymore. Now you're in this great place. <laughs> okay, so you had this conversation with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a him right when I say like a no strings attached coffee. Yeah. You know what? Without going into great detail, what mm. were you getting from that conversation, which maybe spoke to yourself about your situation and actually. I don't say buzzwords, but you know some things that were like pulling on your heartstrings. Yeah, so we went, we went and had the cup of coffee. Um, I remember it was a particularly bad day at work, and I was like, Do you know what, I'm just going to go and have a cup of coffee with this guy. I don't know what prompted me to, because I wasn't going there to ask him for a job. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'm going to go for a coffee. Um, he starts asking how we're doing. Very careful with talking business because we both work for businesses that are com- competing. Yeah. So very high level. Hey, how you getting on? Blah blah blah. Yeah, great. <laughs> Not so great. So yeah, it was just an open honest conversation. Like, look, you know, and I will always say this: that the company that I work for gave me a great foundation. They've made me to the person I am now, is in leadership within work. That's good. So some great things came from it. Mm-hmm. A new regime came in to fix that. They yeah. they had a different kind of agenda to the rest because they they came in to fix a sinking ship okay yeah so it's, it's not against them yeah so you know i was being very honest with him you know i've had great time this is where this is where i want to be you know i'm kind of tired with it now i want a new challenge mm-hmm. and he just looked at me and he said right i've got that challenge for you yes and i'm there thinking okay great <laughs> <laughs> as i'm sipping on my terrible asda coffee then i'm thinking i'm just having it because i'm trying to be really nice to him and honorable like well, i'm thinking he's going to get me a nice flat white and he's got me a yeah, and uh, so I just thought, well, I hope the job's better than the coffee. <laughs> but, you know, he kind of gave me an opportunity and he's like, right, I've got this this real good opportunity for you, this branch that I want to open. Okay. You know, you can bring your own team. Mm-hmm. Let's just do this. So, you know, I'm like, okay then. 
that seems a little bit easy. Yeah. Like, what do you want? What do you... A bit too good to be true. Yeah, it's kind of one of those conversations. <laughs> like, okay, you're giving me a branch, but what do you want from me? Like yeah, blood, yeah. tears, sweat, everything. <laughs> you got to move in. You know, and it's kind of the, the whole conversation from day one was, it's no stress. It's let's do this correct. Let's do this the right way. Okay. We're all invested into this. Yeah. You know. Did you have investors into this business or was it? No, this is just, a, this is now just um, five shareholders okay. in a smaller company mm-hmm. that my, as I said, my budget before was like three times the size of this whole company that I'm now joining. Okay, wow. So the number, it didn't scare me. Yeah, yeah. It was a new challenge. Okay, yeah. Of kind of, right, you've got to build a team now. It's a bit more vulnerable now, isn't it? Because you've gone from like a layered, a very layered. Yeah, PLC. and protected really in a yeah, way. Yeah, because, you know, without undoing myself as well. <laughs> but you do get a bit of protection, a bit of you cover mm-hmm. in a PLC and in a, such a big organisation where when you get to these smaller to medium-sized businesses, you're then a bit more open. You're a bit more visible. Of course. People can see the decisions you make and it actually has an effect instead of getting lost in a, in a big yep. number. So I suppose that was a big step for you, yeah? Yeah, it was, yeah. And as I say, a bit scary. And it was like, well, it's your business. And every kind of conversation that I have, even now, because I still will pick the phone up because you, you still want to run an idea past your boss or yeah. you know, the MD we call him a nickname we call him Shep you know what I mean like it's like I just can't get my head around that the MD just strolls in and he's like alright mate how are you yeah, yeah and it's that kind of business and I'll call I'll call him and I'll say well I want to do this and he's like well why are you, why are you asking me okay and I'm like why and he's like well it's your business go do it so to have that kind of autonomy and, and, and I think that that then flows down and it flows into the staff it flows into kind of you know the sales people are just free to go and sell free to make some mistakes because we're all going to make them it, it, it you know into the drivers they understand exactly where we're at they know sales that we're doing money we're making etc etc so everybody is invested into that business mm-hmm. and i think when i look at it now i have my days when i'm proud yeah yeah not proud of like lee morgan but i'm proud of the team yeah you know i'm proud of seeing the young girl on the sales desk who had to go and take a mobile phone and a laptop in another room when she first joined because she was so beaten up from a previous employer. So like confidence-wise? Confidence-wise okay. just shot, and I didn't realise how bad it was. Mm-hmm. To now she's like on the phones, she's opening up new accounts, she's like wow. doing hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of, of business, and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. I see my brother at work every yes. day. We play darts. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a good place to be right now. <laughs> I think I'm paying him too much to play darts over because he's hitting 180s far too regular. So he needs to start getting his hands dirty. But we're just now in an environment where I think it just now, while I live on a daily basis through Christ, is now being kind of brought into into a work setting. Yeah. You know, we don't. I don't preach Jesus, but I'll teach biblical principles. I love that. I'm just making sure that we're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. You know that we're doing everything with integrity. Mm-hmm. That we're going to be that. If we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. If we can't do it, we're going to say we can't do it. So everybody understands exactly what we're going to do, and there's a very good culture in there. We will protect that culture over any kind of high flyer that wants to come in or anything like that because it's. I think the culture so valuable to what we do now. Absolutely, I think there's a lot of businesses out there that are new, and I say new. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out Gymshark. You know. It would be rude not to. But you are repping them again. (laughs) It's only the second 24-7. But they, you know, 
and it is only from the outside looking in, but the culture that they breed mm. is absolutely incredible. But then, even when I look internally at Britvic, you know, we're a very big PLC. We only sell, I say we only sell fizzy pop. We sell the best fizzy pop. But Coke. Uh, oh my life! Get him off the podcast. I swear. Um, so like the the culture that we really hold close to our hearts and the values shines through everyone in the business yeah and that's why i think like you know in in a in a big plc there's layer after layer in terms of like manager manager's manager mm. and like you go up all these levels and you're about like 10 steps away from like the md <laughs> yeah Yet, with the with the right culture like you um mentioned about was his name ship 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 big up <laughs> ship that you can just speak to him yeah, and he'll say hello to you. And I feel like if you have the right culture, so in Britvic, which is, yes, a bit different in terms of like size and structure to where you are now, but the, the culture that it breeds in terms of having an open conversation with anyone at any level, it shouldn't even be like thought about that it's a thing. It mm. should just be the thing. But even like listening to you talking about where you were before at the start of this podcast, yep. and people will start rewinding now. But you, you talk about like your previous company and it was a bit, uh, this isn't a criticism, but like flatter yep. than when you talk about where you are now and your new company with the autonomy, the empowerment you can give your staff, the way that you drive the business, but also how you drive the people because of your love of people. It literally comes out of you. So like, yeah. I know people can't see this, but like you're smiling, your tone is a lot more positive, you're more upright, your back is very straight, well done. Um, so like, yeah, it's, you can definitely just tell that you're in a much, much better place. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, coming on the subject of the whole self-reflection, it's something that should be done quite often. And it's something now that I do, I would say daily, but it's definitely weekly. Is it something that you do like intentionally? Yeah. It's definitely intentional now. You know, what, what, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? ask some questions of some people that are close to me. You know, I'll always look at it and kind of go, what are we, what's more important? Okay. What can I sacrifice to get more sales? What am I willing to sacrifice? Am I willing to sacrifice bringing somebody in that's going to upset, you know, the culture, but it's going to get bigger numbers? Or do I keep what we're doing, invest into those people? Yeah. And in 18 months, two years down the line, that they're going to be better than that person we brought in. And you're still held onto your culture? Yeah. That now is the kind of that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what gets me going. You know, there's still a lot of things I need to learn. Still, you know, things every day. Mm-hmm. I'll make mistakes, but I'll hold my hands up to the staff so they can see. Hey, do you know what he's held his hand up to make mistakes? Yeah. But I can look in the mirror and kind of go, yeah, we can fix that. Yeah. And like you say, in terms of like talking about like biblical principles and doing the right things, mm. as long as you're doing what you're asking of your staff then there's, there's very small chance of anything going wrong. Mm. There we go. That's great. I love this. Is there Amazing. any... If, if there was someone going through a, a, a time of, you know, things were a bit tough, maybe it's very early in their journey where they're going, okay, it's just starting to get tough, I'm not quite sure. And like, there's that tiny chink yeah. of their safety net. What would you say? So you mentioned about obedience before. Is there anything else where you think would be good for for them to kind of play out? Yeah, I think if they're going through obedience whilst you whilst you're waiting, definitely. You know, okay, don't yeah. make a rash decision. 
mm-hmm. because you can always make a wrong decision uh, based on your you know temporary feelings. Yeah. Stole that from uh, Pastor Jilling earlier. Um, <laughs> but I think you know it's seek advice, seek counsel from someone that's close to you. That's but good. I think you know the, one of the biggest things for me is what what do I hold morally? Okay. What do I want? What are my strengths? Yeah. What are my weaknesses? Do they fit this business? Does this business align to my to my life? Does it align to where I want to be in five, ten years' time? Or is it a stopgap right now? Mm-hmm. And I think once you get that written down and you can see, I think that's when you can make a decision. If you're just going to make a decision by, oh, I hate this place, I hate my line manager, yeah, then you're going to just be jumping into something else. It's very emotional if you yeah. do it like that, where I feel like if you... And the more often you do it, so to your point in terms of like maybe not daily but weekly or mm-hmm. whatever is the right time to kind of self-reflect and look at where you are and what's working, what's not. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. No, but you have got you've you've got to look at yourself though. Yeah, you have got to look at yourself, and you've got to oh yeah. That, so you're looking at it. So you, you could be really emotional in your decision making mm-hmm. and go. You know, I don't like that person anymore. I'm gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. I'm off. Just doesn't sit right. Where actually, because you're doing that consistent kind of self-reflection, let's ask some peers, some questions, give me some honest feedback, give me some, you know, it could be that you just turn into, and this isn't you personally, but you turn into a bit of a moaner and someone just needs to say, stop it. Yeah, pack you know, it yeah. <laughs> And you might need that kick up the bum yeah. just to go, actually... Yeah, I was just in this headspace. But what you're doing is you're being very logical about it. Yeah. And you're being very structured about it in terms of, right, let's write things down, pros, cons, what's working, what's not, how is it making me feel? And, you know, actually this part of my job role, I really enjoy. Now can I, you know, go deeper into that mm-hmm. and let go of some of the stuff which I'm not enjoying in like further job roles and stuff? Yeah. But it's taking that approach of I'm going to write stuff down, I'm going to keep a record of it. Yeah. Because, you know, in that feeling of, oh, I don't know that person, I need to leave now. It's very quick. It's very emotionally driven. And, you know, in 10 minutes or 10 hours, you're not going to feel like that. Yeah. And you could have just got out of the bedroom. Absolutely. You could have, you you know, external factors. What's going on at home? What are you going through externally from your job? Mm -hmm. Will make a massive impact on any decision making that you're doing. So that, again, you know. He's writing it down, where am I now in this stage of my life before I make the decision? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going through a breakup. Probably best that you don't jump job. Yeah. Whilst yeah. you're going through an emotional breakup, they also, all of a sudden, you're going to break away from colleagues, everything else. Whatever you Why on earth would you? Yeah. So you kind of need to see what are these factors affecting it. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're in a sound frame of mind. Yeah. For me personally, pray. Okay. Pray about it. Give it to God. Yeah. What am I doing? You know bless this you know uh, is this the right way you know do a work in me mm-hmm. is it me that needs to change is it the yeah, business that needs yeah. to change and once you get those answers all aligned then it's bang make the decision stay go but then your decision has been um structured definitely Good and it holds weight there we go love it self love that <laughs> love that he wanted to say the love that and love it because he's picked me out okay cheers mate Lee Morgan, thank you very much for your time. Self-reflection. Thank you for having me. Big tick. That was a good podcast. It's been emotional. There's been a bit of a tear in your eye, but look at the smile now. He absolutely loves it. No, Lee, genuinely, thank you so much for your time, for your information, for um, just being you. You know, I shouldn't 
shouldn't thank people for being them, but if you can show up the way that you have with just being who you are, then you know you're gonna go far. You're gonna be happy, and that's what you need to be. Appreciate it. to get the best out of you, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Young Adult Podcast. That was self reflection. Um, any suggestions, feedback, please send to ya at championschurch.org.uk. Lee, thanks again, and we'll um, hook up with you guys on the next episode. Thank you very much.